What time is it? It's time for Ricketts Spursy. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and tonight, our very special guest, and we give you that moniker of very special guest, our friend Brian from Rhode Island. Brian, how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm doing great. Just spent uh, a lovely uh, four, five days uh, up in uh, the Green Mountain State, so how could I not be doing pretty lovely on the other side of that? Valid, valid. We, we, we feel the same way. <laughs> we just, we're lucky enough to live here, but we're glad you visit. Good to have you. Uh, happy to be back. All right, Steve, my man, what's going on with you? How are you? I'm doing well. <clears throat> Thanks for asking. I'm happy mm-hmm. to be back, happy to talk Spurs, and happy to tell you all that uh, my mom and I collectively replaced a basement window this weekend. Interesting. It's not yeah. easy. Like no. a basement, uh, like, you know, like escape type of window? Escape's not yeah. the right word, but yeah. those, those like windows? Like a hopper window, yeah. yeah the one are, that we had... The one that the uh, prior owners had in there was just, it was all wood rot all over. We had to rip that thing out, replace the bad wood with the good wood, get a brand new window in there, seal it up tight. It was fun. It was hot, but it was fun. (laughs) Nice. I want to give you props for calling it a basement, too, because I know hardcore Vermonters like Michael like to call it a cellar. Isn't that right, Mike? (laughs) Fucking cellar. No, I don't call it a cellar. I don't call it. I'm not. I don't call it a cellar. You call it a basement? Yeah, it's a basement. All right. Well, on that note, how are you, Mike? Oh, I'm great. I just, uh, like Brian said, uh, we get to spend, uh, I spent some time with Brian this weekend uh, at our friend's uh, palatial estate on Lake Bomazine. Um, Kids got to go in the water. All of our kids, uh, Brian's kid, got to go swimming off the Tiki Barge, which Mm -hmm. was a fun time, man. Um, And Lily and Rose got to spend some time together, which was great. Um, I feel like they really like each other, so that's, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know I, I i couldn't have asked for a better weekend we got our football team winning we had i had time with a lot of friends i had food we had drinks and lots and lots of laughs That's and dancing fantastic. we danced can confirm uh, and, and silent disco which silent is like, disco you know for having several kids in the house uh renting a silent disco setup with three very different playlists uh was a pretty awesome move all around so uh, our annual props to our our mutual buddy trey uh for throwing one hell of a bash so and thank you and trey uh, allowed me to put up my uh my flags and stuff so mm. on the outside of his home that's awesome quick question steve um did, did, did you get the evite or the uh, paper invitation for that one or were you just a you know Dave, bastard I, I, like I myself? can't say that i did i i Likewise. did you were, were you i yeah i'm gonna you, go check the mailbox it might might be out there still. oh maybe it got lost yeah the the, <laughs> the u.s postal service around here is pretty lazy and slow so you know there, there's a chance it got i left mean out. i looked at my spam filters um yeah. I was, you know, no, I was my voicemail for the first Poppy, Brian, I, we're looking forward to it next year. We really I was are told excited specifically about to invite you guys. And Poppy, uh, I, I knew we shouldn't have sent the invite via YouTube comment, you know. I but I was like, <laughs> everybody reads all of these, everybody reads all, all of them, absolutely, and responds. And then we they get responses too from <laughs> every one of us. 
you know, to be fair, Dave, uh, it's not like Mike ever sees us. So when would he have had the opportunity to extend such a gracious invitation? Yeah, well, in right. fact, I was told to invite you guys. And I said, nah, no, nah, I don't want to come. Yeah, They don't want to spend time on a, on, a, on a beautiful lake in the middle of Vermont. I do live a whole hour away from where you guys were. So I totally get how that was a bit much to ask of me. So yeah, yeah. thanks. Thank you for excusing <laughs> me from, from that opportunity. You're here to hear first, folks, the the second annual, uh, you know, Labor Day live, first annual Labor Day live pod of Wicked Spursy is going to happen <laughs> this time next year. Bingo. The old post-Labor Day festival. Yeah, huh? on Lake Bomo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Post-Labor Day. Bring your uh, anti-algae cream and uh, whatever else you might need, right? There's there's none of that shit there. Oh, oh they get rid of all that green muck that used to used to hang around? Lake Bomazine, Lake Bomazine is mostly pretty clean. There are some areas where there's stuff but like you get yeah. out of the yeah, wherever bike is ultra clean <laughs> you know i i feel like we got a football game we got to talk about oh yeah let's change uh, the subject I too soon it. too soon first though before we do that let's talk about a party that we did get invited to steve just want to throw some props out again mike wiggins Percy barbecue rousing success tasty food good good kinship and uh i think a good time had by all as far as i could tell or at least good time i, had I'd by agree me, with so. that yeah yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Much appreciate that. I didn't, yeah, people didn't like the music. That was the thing. I was like, oh, what fish song we're going to hear next for 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I just want to note, uh, I, I did get invited to that one. I was very sorry to, uh, Rose and I were sorry to miss it this year. Um, it, uh, my mom's birthday is August 25th and she had, uh, there was some scheduling complications around when we were going to celebrate her birthday. So Hey, but at least you had the opportunity to get an invite and then, you know, issue a declination for a reasonable purpose. Then that's good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, it would have been nice to have, you know, at least been able to tell Mike, not a chance in hell, but there's always next year, right? Again, football? <laughs> this is a rag on Mike's fashion. Like NFL starts next weekend. Well, let's talk about it. How about the Bears, huh? How about the oh, Bears? We're, we're not going there yet. Hey, let's <laughs> let's talk about our shared football. Uh, it was a nice weekend, boys. I how would you like to start? I, I think giving our guest a chance to take a crack at it first is always always a good uh it's polite. Option. Yeah. So Brian, why don't you get us started with your your assessment of things? What do you think? Uh god damn it feels good to have Sonny back. That's the, like first just first observation um is goddamn it's good to have sunny back second observation because i haven't been able to uh say it on this pod yet goddamn it is good to have big Ange pasta coglo um i feel i texted uh i think i texted yeah i texted you guys that's like not that long ago that i feel the best about spurs than i've felt since like maybe like the middle to the end of like the second potch season or something when you could kind of feel like holy crap this is like clicking you know i think whatever year that was 2018 where that calendar year we had more points than the premier league record holder had had to then um that kind of energetic football um the feeling of having activated players that we previously thought maybe were on the way out, you know, I mean, remember how dirty of a, of a player Jan Vertagen was, and then we brought in Toby Alderweireld, and we had an intelligent manager, and then all of a sudden this Belgian backbone uh, managed to, uh, you know, kind of keep things under control in the back, and then, you know, this uh, one season wonder, 
uh, named Harry Kane started to come up, uh, not, you know, kind of around that time. One season wonder for how many seasons in a row? Three, I think, was it? Is, is Golden Boot? Too I don't many. even know who you're right. talking I, about. I, to be <laughs> His face is on a German milk I, carton somewhere as far as Dave's yeah. concerned. I but, do have to, to bring this up. <laughs> you're talking about Dirty Defenders, and, and I, I need to interject for a moment. Christian Romero, if I told you that Christian Romero in this Premier League season so far hasn't committed a single foul and has not been carded in the league four in four games. In. Four Would you in. believe me? Oh, no, Vegas wouldn't believe you. Like, you know, Patty Power wouldn't believe. No, but like, it's true. It's I had to look that up. Uh, like, turns out having, uh, you know, a big Mick back there um, is uh, he's, he's living up to the hype. Also living PC? up to the hype as being the, uh, uh, well, you know, I'm Irish. I can call anybody Big Mick <laughs> if I want to. Um, but uh, Big Mick, you know, he's living up to a bunch of things, you know, smart, agile, uh, fastest defender in the Bundesliga. This is how he was kind of sold. And man, he jumped right in there. Um, you can see he's already friends with everybody. Seems like a nice kid. I can say he's a nice kid because he's almost half my age, which is just mortifying. Yeah, but um, we're all familiar with those observations. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like every part of the new Tottenham Hotspur team get up. I think our transfers uh, were great this summer and they're starting to already bear fruits. It's a good time to be us. And but the proof is in the pudding. You know, we lost Fulham to a, a B minus like we put a B minus squad out there. And ended up getting it back and we lost on penalties, which is like, as my uncle Ted likes to say, doing that, it's like settling a 72 hole, uh, you know, golf tournament with a putting contest. I think that's pretty apropos for going to PKs. So, um, you know, hey, we lost the putting contest, uh, but we did that basically with our B team. We were in that match. We weren't great. Weren't nearly as good as the A team, but I, I feel like you got to be the most hardened, cynical Spurs fan. And I know they're out there. They're probably listening on the YouTube right now, but. Uh, Angrily typing away, trolling comments. <laughs> but I feel invite, inviting us to parties. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help yourself, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. I think this is, it's not uh, you know, new manager, uh, new manager bounce. I think this is real. No. It feels it feels solid. It feels like the players are getting it. They're visibly happy. I feel wonderful. And the proof's in the pudding. We won 5-2 and I got to watch it with Poppy. How, how much better of a you know weekend could you have? Beautiful. Let's go, let's go to Captain Poppy. Um, Mike, before you talk about the match, I'm, I'm going to throw this at you because I think you might be ready for it. We've given him a little stick over the years, but um, I think some Davinson Sanchez love is due. So what do you have to say about Davinson first? And then uh, let's get into the match. What do you got? Um, so he meant Brian just mentioned our B minus squad playing against Fulham, uh, and the one guy who who missed uh, the the penalty that that sent us uh, careening off the road and out of the Carabao Cup would, was a Galatasaray player um, who also stepped up because nobody else was taking that. Who happened to also be in the Champions League now? So uh, <laughs> I feel like him him and and uh tangy won't hustle and dombele uh it, you know uh they're gonna get to play champions league and guys like james madison guys like uh yunman san and dayan kulisevsky 
uh, will not get to play in the Champions League. It's a it's a crying fucking shame, and that's but that's the world we live in. Um, Dave Sanchez, I think uh, I don't know how he left and Eric. Let's Dyer just tell Poppy Stores Davidson Sanchez's name in his phone. You know, they're they're t- they're text buddies, even if Mike's disappointed. Um, I, I just I, I'm I I have no sort of feelings for him leaving the club. Um, hmm. You know, I, I think that you know, the guy's really fast. I think we we could have given him a shot um, in this squad, and I think that he may have worked out well. He has the speed. He has the recovery speed. He was by far the fastest player on the team. Um, you know, I, he's 100% faster than, than Sonny is even. Um, and, and we know Sonny is fast. I mean, he's quick. He's super quick, but he's, you know, he's better with the ball at his feet, right? He, when, when he has to make split-second decisions at speed, at full speed, Sonny, there's probably not a better player in the league, um, maybe outside of one or two, um, you know, and that's where Sonny's real speed comes in is when he can control a ball. Dave Sanchez had recovery speed, which I think would have really, really worked. Um, so this is Dave, uh, Dave Yance's attempt to get me to talk about something other than the joy I got from the game. He wanted me to talk about uh, Davinson fucking Sanchez, hold, hold, hold a guy a who doesn't even play for us anymore. Uh, the, well, all right. So yeah, you get to talk about the match, but Steve, I'm coming to you because I listen, I, I think we, we, we rode Davinson hard quite a bit, but when that guy goes through what he went through last year with our fans, the way they treated him and the fact that he came back with his chin up. Is that I, what you wanted me to talk about? Because... I, I just think the guy deserves a little bit of respect for, uh, being a decent player when he started with us, being put in difficult situations uh, systemically that really didn't suit him whatsoever. I think he was and, a very uh, good player, Dave. I, I actually said that when he was when he was back there with 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 uh, Jan and Toby. I think he was very very successful, but that's because he didn't have a single partner to ha- that had to defend or that had to pick up on defense for him. He didn't have to didn't have to. Uh, you know, nobody had to cover for him for his mistakes. So he was able to be kind of a, a more forward defender, a more risky defender because he had people who could cover, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he got people who could cover for him. He could be, he could push further up the field, you know, it's fair enough. Fair enough. And, All right, and, uh, sure. The, sure he, match, went through right? some, he, he went through some terrible shit and we talked about it at the time, how nobody deserves it. Man, Steve, he doesn't want to talk about Sanchez. So we're just going to get, let's get to the, Let's get to the match. What do you got? Go ahead. Talk about how uh, Vandeman didn't get beat at the end. Oh, we could talk about that too. And he didn't get beat. He was on the other side of the fucking box. It's, it wasn't his guy. Oh, was, here we go. He was man marking his guy. We're shots fired. We're going to talk about this. Oh, man. He sent several shots that showed him far away from the, the play. And there were four dudes. Far away. He was in the D. That's where he was. That's not the other side of the field. But he was man marking a different player. He had a different player to worry about. Had he taken a step earlier, that other player is out in front and the ball gets put in, in front of the goal for that player. And so he, he recovers to that player. Who happened to be who happened to be Foster, who can who can actually finish a ball. So because he did previous. So as opposed to the guy who did finish the ball. It's it, it it doesn't matter, Dave. The 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 fact that Van de Ven didn't wasn't the guy who got fucking beat on that. In you fact, know, I can't I can't believe he didn't actually make make the tackle and deflect the ball. 
personally i'd like to hear with all due respect to the rest of uh anyway uh, i would like to hear from the person who has consistently over the four seasons of this podcast had the best tactical uh assessment no, brian don't do that mike's gonna be pissed because i didn't let him talk about the match yet I've been yeah. sidetracked <laughs> we'll get we'll get to see we hope he'll bring the hammer but mike first mike first so let's let, let's talk about this match um <laughs> the match started off this match started off slowly um the first five to 11 minutes were very hectic. They were very, um, everything was very unsettled. Um, we were pressing really hard, um, but at the same time, nobody in the midfield uh, was, was in positions they needed to be in to uh, intercept balls. Balls were flowing freely through our midfield and out through, out through to the wings. Um, and, and we were consistently being pushed back into our box. Um, we were, we were, every time we were able to get the ball up the field, it got sent right back to us. Um, we were just unsettled and, and, and a little bit frantic at the front. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of led to that first goal. Um, and I would think that, I think that Van Deven was more responsible for losing his man being a little too cavalier on the attack and losing his man on that first goal than he was on the second goal um which you know what dave i'll i'll, I'll we'll come back to that whole situation maybe later in the season if a fucking one goal differential keeps us out of a fucking european spot so that said um once we settled in we we uh we stopped pressing the keeper. Uh, we were pressing up more on the wings and through the midfield. Um, we were defending in the midfield. We were winning 50, 50 balls. We were any balls that were, I think Van de Ven for the most part was, was actually had some brilliant spots where um, he was defending a lot higher. He was, you know, you know he was winning back balls that he lost. Um, uh, same with Basuma. Basuma I thought was dreadful in the first five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Papsar was kind of just absent. Um, but, you know, after Sonny equalizes, uh, by the way, was that was the ball that came from Poro, right? Uh, to equalize? Or Solomon? I'm trying to remember. So Solomon. I think Sol- the, the first one was first Solomon. Solomon. The first one was Solomon? Okay. Man, so, that sh- but that chip was, was uh, beautiful. Uh, that, that, chip, that chip was, you know as good as you're going to see anybody hit a chip, you know, in, in profession in professional soccer, uh, he, he was like the old, and man he was doing it at pace kids, and he was, and know, he kind just, of did it at pace too and just popped it over the dude's head. Yeah. That was I fantastic. Mean, what a fantastic finish. And, uh, you know, so after that first goal, uh, the ball, I, I thought the most brilliant ball played all, all day was from the one that's on score from Poro. Agreed. That was um, a great pass. You know, he kind of find himself in the, in the middle of the field and he just threaded the fucking needle. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a brilliant ball. And like, and, and it seemed like every single time I was like, there was a ball, uh, you know, a ball played through. I, I was like, Brian and I are both out of our fucking seats because who was right there? Our new, our new center forward, new center striker, you know, Hyun Min San. Um, and like Brian said, how great it is to have Sonny back. Um, somebody who can handle the ball at pace. Uh, he's, I think we talked about it before. He's just not the type of guy who's going to play a winger along the touchline because he doesn't beat guys with his dribbling. You know, that's not, that's not part of his game. You know, 
You know, Mike, um, if I can interject quickly, like when we looked at him last year and we commented on this, now we know he was injured, right? Now he know now we know he was he was covering something, but last year he was indecisive. You know what I mean? He'd have those moments where it was decision time and he'd he'd take one too many dribbles or one too many steps and lose the moment. And he doesn't do that anymore. He's back he, to yeah, I mean early you know, on the first couple of games happened, you know. Fair. Um fair. I think now he knows that he can look for a for a small space and he can put it where he needs to put it. I mean, I, I think those are gonna, those finishes are going to give him a shitload of confidence uh, going forward. So um, then uh, you know we get Madison's ball, which you know I don't think you get more fucking clinical than that. Like, and that's the type yeah, of shit. He, he was definitely holding down the finesse button on his, uh, you know, uh, PlayStation controller for that one. Holy that shit! Was, like that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful bend. You got you got Romero's ball too, though. Got to love a rocket. Romero's ball was like a fucking rocket. I'd like to see the yeah. the the heat signature thing on that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that Christian Romero hitting a battering ram of anything. <laughs> well, Christian Romero's our our our, our most uh, our most feared attacker now. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> second second highest goal total on the team is that right uh, first right well no sonny's well sonny's i guess he's yeah. second now yeah there you go like hey, sixth and sixth in the league or something steve what kind of tactical analysis have we left you with you got any scraps you can pick up after uh after my shitty we know that my shit wasn't tactical analysis um <laughs> you know it's 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 funny because uh, for as good as Spurs were, Burnley, you know, Vincent Company's got his work cut out for him. Um, you know, they were applying certain tactics that probably would continue to work in the championship, but not really in the Premier League. Sure. Um, it seemed like, uh, uh, you know, barring the first, you know, five, 10 minutes of the game where they looked cohesive, things kind of just, fell to shit for them like they they lost any sense of cohesion they weren't pressing together uh if there were any triggers in the team to to tell people when to go and when to stay i couldn't figure out what they were because it looked like you know certain players were going when they shouldn't certain players were staying back when maybe the run was on for them it, you know so for for as good as spurs were burnley really made it easy for them and you know one of the nice things to see this season is that uh instead of spurs kind of taking uh you know a lead or, or reclaiming a lead in this case and and taking the foot off the gas they really pushed them they punished that team for every mistake that they made and honestly they probably could have had a couple of more too um but it's it's a different mindset that we're seeing this season from Spurs that I don't think we're really used to, or at least we haven't been in, in many seasons now. Uh, and it's that that killer instinct that that every player is pushing, not just to get more goals than the other team, but to really make sure that they are stamping their authority on the game and making it known that they are not going to make anything easy for any team that we are playing. Is it always going to work? No, probably not. You know, we saw Fulham was a defeat. Granted, yes, it was a B minus team um, and they didn't play particularly well, especially in that first half. But I, I, I would expect that the A team is probably going to struggle at times too. The difference and, and honestly, the one thing that I see that's consistent across every Premier League game, I'm not going to count Fulham in this, 
um, is, is this new mentality. And you can look at it as if you look at the starting 11 and when they signed for the club, Sun is the oldest player out there by many years. Everybody else is like one, two-year-old sightings, right? So relatively new. There's a freshness in that mentality. There's a determination that's out there. Everybody on that team, even when a mistake is made, even when, you know, Mickey Vandeven gets that own goal, even when Pedro Porro loses his marker and, and, you know, somebody gets across into the box that ends up in the back of the net. There's no defeatist attitude after that, right? In seasons past, after five minutes going a goal down, we would have seen people, you know, hang their heads and, and try to play it safe and try to get back into the game very cautiously. That's not what I saw. What I saw was a team that went behind and I don't know what changed in their mindset, but they went for it. They played those risky balls. They, they really went out there to stamp their authority on the game. And we came away with an incredible, what, 5-2 victory. Um, and yeah, it's, it's Burnley, you know, everybody's going to be coming away with big wins against them if they don't get their shit together. But this Spurs team is, is it's different, right? Like we wouldn't have seen this last season. We would have gotten to two, one, and then taken our foot off the gas. And then they would have equalized at the end and we would have come away with a point and felt like a loss. Right. Am I wrong? <laughs> no. And that's an interesting point. Do you guys find yourself? I, I struggle with this for a moment. Go down one nil and like those old habits kind of start to kick in, like just being like, oh, geez, here we go. You know, this this is going to be that type of thing. Do you guys feel that way or did you feel a new type of optimism? Like, yeah, this is no problem. Um, I, I, we'll I, I can this. tell you for a fact, uh, I'll let Brian tell you exactly what he said to me the second that goal went in. They scored too early. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's like glad, like you, you, you did a couple of things by scoring too early. Um, one, you've pissed everybody off here, hmm. right? You've pissed off everybody from Ange on down and you could see it. And I think, Steve, to, to your question, I think it's a manager who's not going to call somebody out in public. He might call them out in private for tactical mistakes, but with an eye to improvement, not to castigate them or to do any kind of insane, you know, Self, psychopath politics. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is like the antithesis to Postacoglu. So that's a good start. And then I think, honestly, I really like these three captains. Like we were, what you're talking about, Steve, about the guys with their heads down. Oh, we scored a goal. Yeah, no. Like Madison, uh, even Ramiro was going right over to everybody being like, get your asses up there. We, this is not over. Like, just like, stop. Like, so having a, uh, a psychologically resilient set of captains, mm-hmm. starting with Sonny. And then I thought there were two great selections. Madison seems like I didn't even really know this about him at Leicester City, but he's such a natural leader. Um, I think it just comes naturally to him. It's just who he is. He's got a lot of confidence out there. And that is infectious. He has confidence in his teammates and they feel it, you know, um, he's like, I'm so I'm, I've not been this happy about um, watching a Spurs player. I think since like Pete Christian Erickson, whom you all know, I have deep and uh, undying abiding love for, you know, but the, I think but manager thing. and captains, I think that alone, just like he, cause he said, I, I will never yell at one of my players for being brave trying to move the ball up the field, 
as long as if it's within our system and we're, you know, we're agreed on, on how, how we want to play, I'm never going to yell at them for, Hey, like it didn't work out that time. I'm only, we're, I'm just going to push you to be, you know, keep getting better and keep getting more comfortable with this stuff. And I think that's massive. You know, it's funny, Brian, on that point, I remember reading about um, scenarios like at, at Celtic where, and just players would, would make a pass or make a play that didn't work out, but he would, he would applaud the play because it's what they expected in terms of how they were going to play. Yeah. And I, the, the commentators actually spoke to that. There was a pass I think Basuma made that went nowhere and it just trickled out of bounds. And the, the commentators actually said, and was like clapping him up saying like, Hey, that was the right pass was the right thing to do that. That yep. that's something that would not have happened in the past. Really, really cool. And exciting to see. Absolutely. But you know, the, the interesting thing about all this. So first speaking about Ange and, and his influence, right? Like if you look at what he said after the Fulham game, did he throw anybody under the bus? I, I don't remember him doing that. I remember him saying, look, I needed to see how these players were going to work. And I threw them out there. Like he was, he was holding himself accountable. These guys and, haven't even played a lot of football, mate. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, these guys, you know, certainly haven't played together. You, you, you see people I'm going to work on my on, ends on, this season. You've been working <laughs> on it, Brian. I like it. I like it. But you, but you see the people on social media who are going out and they're saying, well, any Spurs fan could have told you that throwing those 11 out there would have resulted in, in calamity. And it's like, yeah, we we probably could have, but Ange needed them to to go out there and to prove something. And frankly, they did it right. Like, there's there's really nobody out there that that basked themselves in in any kind of glory. Um, and there's an argument that could be made that you know transfer window was closing and we needed to get some of these guys in the shop window to get some of these moves going. But uh, you know, he he didn't shy away from it. Uh, the other interesting thing is if you consider the three captains, right, the Madison, the Sonny, uh, and the Romero, they're all very different personalities, um, which I, I find fascinating, right? Like you've got no-nonsense, hard tackling, I'm going to break your leg in training Romero going out there and, and kind of being that steel that you need him to be. You've got, you know, the everyman son who's just, he seems to be in everybody's Instagram stories, you know, yeah. taking calls with, with Pat Sar on international break, you know, having a laugh with, uh, with some of his buddies. And then there's Madison who, who, you know, Brian, I think you're spot on is just that natural charismatic leader. You know, he might not be everybody's friend, but he, he reads the game well. And, the most interesting thing for me about Madison is he's accepting of criticism. You know, he listens to the critiques that, that not just his coaches, but you know, some of the commentary, the broadcasters, he listens to what they say and, and he takes it to heart, you know, he doesn't let it beat him up, but you know, he, he takes it in, he thinks about it and he's able to have that kind of back and forth conversation with some of these guys and say, Hey, you know what? I hear what you're saying. This is what was going through my mind. I can do this better next time. I can improve in this aspect of my game. You know, they're all very different leadership styles from what I can tell as an outsider looking in. And I I truly believe that that works to Spurs benefit. Uh, just having guys who can kind of, you know, you've got somebody for the good times, somebody for the bad times, somebody when, you know, coach has just ripped you a new one to come out and say, look, listen, mate, don't take it the wrong way. You know, this is what he's trying to, to get you to do and, and, you know, kind of rally. Um, so I, I think it's all really smart. And what I, what I've, I think, you know, picking up, just watching a lot of games and those guys, they're so different. I think you, it's a really, it's tactically 
maybe strategically really interesting that he chose uh you know a, a spanish-speaking guy spoke uh it chose an, uh you know a native english-speaking guy and then he chose you know uh kind of an international icon if you will <laughs> in sunny um and but I think the, they might be very different, but I think they appeal to like naturally to different parts of the roster. But the thing that they have in common is that you can see all three of them. They will put up with almost anything. But if you're mailing it in, like they're going to destroy you. And it doesn't matter what language they're speaking. You're going to know that they're just well, t- deal, put up with anything, but not you not working hard, not you trying to like, you know, kind of live the vision of what this manager is trying to do here. I will say my my all-time favorite thing so far this season about what Ange has done uh, is seeing all the comments on on Reddit and and you know Facebook and whatever Instagram of uh, other fans of other clubs going in there and and thinking hey is my new coach feeding me a load of bullshit when he says I need time to bet in the players because look at what Ange is doing. Mm-hmm. and frankly look we've heard the same song and dance before too right well well we need some time to get people used to it blah 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 and just come in four games in i mean it's clearly a different spurs he's clearly made his mark it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but there is a clear difference from what we have right now versus what we ended last season with and i just love how jealous some of the other football clubs are with Seriously. what we have in Ange. It's kind of fun, isn't it? It, uh, I, I can't, I like, <clears throat> I'm finally, you know, I was, you know, we were texting over the summer and I was like, everything I was reading, I'm like, you know, I'm getting cautiously optimistic. I'm allowing myself to think about what it might feel like to have this guy be our manager week in, week out. And now I'm just like you were you were ready to be hurt again, weren't you? That, that's really what it came you know, yeah. that's uh, it's, it's like it's like that line in uh, Jerry Maguire. It's like that's how you become great, man. Just hang your balls out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's what Ange is telling them, like in the dressing room when he's telling them to be brave. You know, I don't know. No, you know what he's saying. He's he's telling them in the dressing room, and I know this for a fact. I'm just copying Pep, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so is Vincent Company though. <laughs> yeah, but one of them's better at it, mate. Very, very true. Uh Steve, you talked about your favorite things uh a few minutes ago. You know what one of my favorite things is? Uh invitations to parties. Yes, one of my second favorite things um is asking special questions of special people. Oh, and we have a special guest too. That's all sorts of special. We have a special guest that I think letting our special guest ask a special question to, another to a special, special person. person. Yeah, you know, I, think, I think all in all, that's the way to go. You with me on that, Steve? I'm with you. Brian, what am I thinking? You know, it's been many meow, months, meow, 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 many meow, months meow, meow, since meow. I've been able to ask this digitally, uh, even though I literally asked him this weekend uh, once or twice and then laughed to myself. Uh, but I think you may be thinking, uh, Mike, what you drinking? Precisely. Well, Brian, uh, I, I love it when you ask that. Uh, today, I have a, a good beer from 14th Star that I have actually. Ooh. Ooh, I gotta do that. Uh, I have actually figured out uh, a way to uh, actually put this up to the camera. What's that? What's that? Actually, I, I can read it, but I can't. What's it called? It's called Empowerment, Empowerment Pale. Empowerment Pale Ale. All right, gotcha. Um, 
so uh, this is a beer from 14 Star that Steve and I had actually picked up at the brewery um, right before the barbecue. Ah. And I've held out this long uh, on, on drinking it. Um, so this is a beer that was brewed for and with Vermont Adaptive Ski and Sports. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, and and uh, Vermont Adaptive is is a is a group that uh, for those of you who don't know, they're a group that uh, tries to uh, in, empower people with disabilities um, through through adaptive sports. Uh, so um, specifically skiing uh, and, and and mountain sports. So um, and they they provide and they hook up these folks with with um, equipment so that they can um do the same type of activities and outdoor activities and outdoor sports that that uh that able-bodied folks are able to do um mike, mike you know this the mountain where i ski bromley they have a they have a big presence there and a big uh a big program there it's pretty cool to see yeah it, and it's great to see uh killington has one too um which is great to see a bigger mountain have that uh um and uh and it starts off with the smaller with the smaller mountains and smaller organizations and um, I think I've lost my mic. No, you're good. That's fine. I still got you. Um, give me two seconds to hook back in here. One, two. <laughs> you know, oh, you lost him. I, you did. He's gone. I'm not. He's gone forever. Gone. We're never going to hear I'm, from Mike. Again. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it is it like that country song? How can I miss you if you just won't go away? <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, they they brought the folks in from Vermont Adaptive and they brewed this beer with them and kind of taught them how to how to brew the beer, uh, which is really cool. Very um. Cool. And I know I buy, I do a bunch of a bunch of uh, India Pale Ales and double India Pale Ales and stuff. I've been trying to get away from that this season. Um, but let's pop right into this. Um, oh man. Whew. That smells hoppy straight off the bat. I'm going to put it in my Red Sox glass, even though they're losing three, two right now. If you see me looking away, that's what I've been doing is checking the score every once in a while. It must be fun to watch a baseball team that still playing like it matters. <laughs> they did last night. I can tell you that. Uh, so this is a 16 ounce glass. It did not fit my 16 ounce beer. Mm. unacceptable somebody's cutting some corners yeah you had one job bottle guy it's either the folks at uh at uh 14 star putting too much in or the folks at the 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 beer glass making company are shorting us my money's on the ladder perfect way to yeah i was gonna there's something money. poetic about the red Sox cup runneth over <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So straight off the bat, smells like citrus, a uh, little bit of pininess in there. I don't know what kind of hops go into this, um, but it says that it's big, big, juicy flavors and bitterness and, and enjoy after day of play in the Green Mountains. Well, I have been in the Green Mountains, so um, not necessarily at play, but let's drink this and see where we go. You know, I actually got to have this uh, when my folks were up, so I know what Mike is drinking. Um, <clears throat> this beer is pretty good. Um, it's a little overly bitter than I expected it to be. Um, 
not as citrusy it's light like a uh like you see with the session the session ipas and stuff that they have out there um it's super light it's fizzy um not heavy at all so you know you can tell that it's a uh, it, it's the difference between a pale ale and a and an ipa right um it is hazy it's still kind of unfiltered looking um it's just a little bit bitter for me um i like it a lot but i just i i just like it the the nose on it is does not match the taste interesting interesting very interesting mm-hmm. uh, mike can you, i share i think with you... i think if this beer got warm i would not enjoy it at all can i that, share with you my second, thoughts second time in uh, about three weeks we've heard that from you like the the temperature change assessment i, I like that one mm-hmm. although i can't think of too many warm beers that i love just being candid i mean cask cascales you can justify but you know my warm. thoughts when i sampled that were pretty much yeah i, I taste the hops i think that's what it is <laughs> yeah i taste the hops like i get it yep but it's not there. like they're trying to blow your face off with the hops you know that's that's fair that's reasonable yeah. i i mean i like it i like it a lot um i'm definitely going to finish this one before we finish here um you know it's not undrinkable so that's that gives you kind of well yeah we got our ratings in what uh where you landed um i'm gonna go 3.3 on this one. Oh my god dave dave got it exactly right wow big daddy dave brought it tonight that's what i'm talking about <laughs> unbelievable how many exact scores do you have in the history that pod? that's my that's my first steve i think you've had one or two i think you? steve's had at least one yeah Ooh, I feel day. like Dave right. needs like a, a WWE belt to show off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about. Yeah. And I, I so was thinking to myself, like, I was thinking three, three is risky because Mike, you don't go odd decimals very often for what it's I worth. Don't. Right. I, you well, tend, I never you tend to land that. even, but I was like, I'm going to gamble and go with the 3.3 and boom. Struck I got to tell you, uh, the, uh, a beer our friend uh nathan who has been on the pod uh for the world cup preview that we did um he showed me something this weekend that made a beer that i typically hate taste amazing uh got my, got my curiosity there corona somebody came and dropped off a 12 pack of corona for us he squeezed uh, the lime into it no, I did not. Um, I I did drink uh, I did drink it down the neck, and then uh, I was told to put a little bit of Aperol in there. Aperol, huh? And boy, was that fucking tasty! It really, it really livened up that beer. And, and I've been told that they've been doing it with uh, with High Life's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, you know uh, when my degenerate providence friends are trying to class things up uh they, <laughs> they throw put, they throw they explosive. throw a dash of aperol inside a miller high life you know because obviously what doesn't scream classy <laughs> an aperitif spritzer yeah <laughs> <laughs> so no it was it was uh as actually delicious actually and, and i ended up having uh seven to nine of them at the at the barbecue <laughs> on sunday at the at the finale of the weekend barbecue would you call it an aperona Oh, I am now. <laughs> hey, how about the how about your song for uh, for tonight's beer? What are you thinking? You know what? You know, in in 
in honor of kind of Ange Ball, um, I, I'm I'm I I remember saying that we're gonna lose probably three out of our first six. Um, mm-hmm. That can't happen now. Very true. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it 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 still could. We could still lose some games, but like right now, I'm flying higher. Like I every single match, I feel like we're getting our spurs back. We're getting our spurs back. And I'm believing more and more. Like if after the last match, I didn't believe like barring the dis- disaster that happened in Fulham um, at Craven cottage, I've been like every league match, I've been gaining more and more and more momentum. And I feel like this deserves this. Uh, and, and it's, it, and it's to go along with this beer because this weekend i just felt like i was like back into it man everything was back into it and this is this is kind of the the top hat on uh, on my weekend because i don't think i'm going to drink another beer after this for a long time um <laughs> that's probably not true but um yeah we i'm going to say episode coming up <laughs> i'm going to say uh, i'm going to go ahead and say kiss new york groove mm. oh. right. so yeah the, i feel like you know Spurs are back in the groove, man. Uh, this beer, this beer is is capping this great weekend that actually gave me the faith that Spurs are going to make a European competition this year, and they're not only going to make a European competition. Um, they actually, I actually feel they do have a shot at Champions League. I like it. So I like it a lot. Hey, Mike, uh, I want to ask you one more question um, that has nothing to do with anything we've been talking about you're the only person on this pod that i think has either been to this thing or would go to this thing what as you've been watching the burning man uh flood <laughs> debacle unfold what uh what's mikey the uh the festival goers uh, assessment of burning man this year what do you think as you look at all that i think people uh <clears throat> the thing about burning man is that it's like any other festival that started off with decent intentions um it's been commercialized and uh, turned into a big money thing where initially when 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 burning man first started it wasn't about that it was about uh nonconformity it was about anarchy it was about um about you know people leaving all the all the vice uh, well bringing you bringing your vices to one place and and um and reveling in uh, a non-capitalist society, you know, uh, a, a bartering and trade type system uh, of of uh, of living out there, and to, it's for people to get out of uh, society for for a little while and forget everything uh, about their woes, and and uh, and for these people that are stuck out there, um, I feel fucking awful. But it's basically Burning Man has just turned into fucking Coachella for anarchists. <laughs> anarchists in quotes. <laughs> yeah, anarchists. I like it, Mike. That good assessment. Speaking of uh, fucking wanker, you know, people are are touting uh, James Madison is the best transfer in the window. Uh, I would counter that by saying we got Tangi and Dombele out the door again. Uh, and that just makes me sleep a little bit better, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like removing uh, that that bit of of 
dry rot that I had to do this weekend, just carving it out, getting it in the bin. And now you can move on and admire your nice, pretty, fancy looking new thing that you've got and really enjoy it. You know, because as as good as Madison's been and as enjoyable as he has made things, not having Ndombele around, just it, it sweetens it even that much more. You know, you know, people people are keep saying like Madison feels like a Spurs player. Mm-hmm. And he really fucking does. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't just feel like a Spurs player. He feels like an old school Spurs player. Like he feels for for me, like he doesn't even feel like a new signing. He it feels like like he's a guy who's been here for years, you know, and and we're just figuring out that he was there. You know, it, it's just, it's one of those things like this guy wears that, wears that shirt so perfectly and he's accepted his role in the club, you know, um, and has accepted his role as like a first year man, as a vice captain. Like um, mm-hmm. we can say all we want, like about, about Christian Erickson and, and um, how we've been trying to replace him for years and 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 this guy has been out there that can replace him. I, I, he wasn't that great for Lester. You know, he was injured and he would not show up for periods of time, but I don't think he actually had the skilled players around him um at Lester that he does here. Like it wasn't the entire team wasn't like completely blown out skilled well like, i mean he, like he also managed here. to do what he did uh with and he had brendan you know, a, a succession of managers including brendan you know i definitely haven't had work done on my teeth rogers um <laughs> and i mean he's a bond villain <laughs> yeah and i think he probably thinks of himself that way a little bit too but um no i mean he that's wishes. The, i think this combination i mean I, it was i think it was pretty clear i mean the from the comments they've made Madison wanted to come to Spurs because Ange was coming in, mm-hmm. right? He saw uh, just a, a nice little marriage. He already knew Sonny really liked him. Uh, you know, I and he's obviously friends with Harry. So I think like internally about, you know, stuff at the club, I think Harry is a good enough gent to have, uh, he's a former player for Spurs, Dave. I forgot. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, minor Harry minor player. We made uh, we made a couple bucks trading into the Bundesliga. Some, you know, but um, yeah, this is not someone I'm familiar with. Yeah, but uh, I I couldn't agree with you more. I do feel like he's been there for forever. Wait, does he wear Sketchers? Does that guy wear Sketchers? Okay, they don't like they don't middle aged guy mowing his lawn. I got you. They're Velcro Sketchers, right? Is that what they are? Yeah. Well, this this is where we need our buddy, our our mutual friend Ross here, because I, I feel like there's this like succession line of you know it's Madison has inherited the mantle. Before that, it was Erickson. Before that, it was Luka Modric. Like right, so like this lineage of people who you know are are the, the engine room of an offense, who are you know the the field marshals of uh, an attacking offense. That is what those guys represented, and now it's like seems like it just this is exhibit A of 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 the the new mantle uh, for someone who's going to take that role and just enjoy the hell out of it. You know, he looks like he's having so much fun out there. They all do. I mean, it's not just the goals and the goal celebrations, but like they're they're they like the way that they're playing. I think, and you can and, feel, and it. they they like each other. Yeah, you know, and like, like and I was going to say this before, but I think honestly. 
you know, does it hurt all of us? Does it hurt the club economically, of course, to not be playing in Europe this season? Yeah, sure. But the, I mean, like, listen, it's not like we can do anything about it at this point, right? We have to be looking for silver linings. And I think one of those silver linings is that we've got a whole season for the whole club and a variety of different combinations of those members of the roster to get really comfortable playing with each other, playing in this system and, and really getting it at like, you know, a muscle memory level without the added pressure in, in their first season of trying to perform that way with a, you know, kind of a half the A team, half the B team kind of roster, even, in, you know, Europa League or Conference League or whatever, let alone the Champions League. So it sucks to not be playing in Europe this season, but, you know, the FA Cup matches don't start till what, January, February or something like that. So honestly, I'm a little bit like what I've preferred to stay in the Carabao Cup. Do I think it was probably pretty close that we could have stayed in? Yes, all of the above. But if we're looking for silver linings here for not being a Carabao and, you know, we're going to be in mid-season form, we certainly hope, by the time the FA Cup stuff kind of really gets going, I think that, you know, it's not reasonable at all. And by the way, I put my money where my mouth is. I put money on Spurs to win the league and I put money on Spurs to uh, make the top four. So I am I am firmly... It's not like Rose's college education is, uh, you know, in that much. I didn't put that level of uh, a bet down, but I did. I, I literally felt really strongly about it. I was like, screw it. When was the, like, you know, last time you get to just say, hey, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I believe in this team. I believe in this year. And I think this is a great year to make those bets. And I think it's a great year just for us to say that we're going to make it to the Champions League. I think it's, uh, I, I, I feel really good about it. But I think we should look at it as, yeah, just to be repetitive, look at it as a silver lining that we're not in Europe. It gives us extra bandwidth to figure that out. It doesn't give us the same number of reps that we might get in the Europa Conference League, mm-hmm. which is certainly that that is a fair point. But at the same time, there's so much else going on behind the scenes here. This the, the coalescing of this team is still happening. So I think giving it time is not a bad thing. Hey, here's a question. What, Steve, would you rather would you rather the, the the team of last year? playing in Europe this year or the team of this year, not playing in Europe team of this year. Easy. It's, it's that simple, right? Like, well, and I mean, last not year playing I wanted to Europe, gouge my eyes out watching the games half the time, at least this year I, I can enjoy myself. And let's be candid, not playing in the conference league, less chances for injury for all these players that we, that is certainly I mean, true. we're, we're a little bit frightfully thin in a few areas, right? Like there, there's some spots where there could be. Afcon is going to um, bone us. <laughs> For at least like one or two games. Yeah, there, 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 there's trouble that we have to be wary of. So yeah, um, I'd, I'd take. But it. guys, Brennan Johnson though, Brennan Johnson in this offense, that should be fun. Ooh, boy, I, I that might I get Richie say, back Brian, into the fucking high, that might get Richie top back speed. into the good graces. <laughs> oh, I want that too. I mean, you, it, I've, I've texted you guys about this. I'm pro Richie. I think Richie's going to figure this out and be a machine. Uh, but He's going to have somebody who can deliver balls to him. But having <laughs> having Brennan Johnson just Ter- fastest guy in the he had the highest top clock speed in the Premier League last year. Having that guy tearing down the right flank, like yes, please sign me up. I'm so excited to watch that. I, yeah, you know, I Mike, just, on that I, I'd be remiss. Thing, I would be remiss if I didn't warn you, Brian. Speaking of putting your money where your mouth is, the last time I did that, I ended up with a Harry Winks jersey. So <laughs> uh, just was, be careful. I was there for that. Well, I was, yeah. Yeah. I was you, spiritually present and I, you know. 
There's just been a hole in my psyche ever since. Fair no, warning. Actually, yeah, no, you were actually there when he wore the Harry Wings. He was. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was. He was. And you know what? That's, the, that's a, what it was a scuba. It was a scuba one too. No, it was, no, a, it put, was a purple. You put your right? money the down. purple V-neck one. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. You put your money down, right? You think Spurs win the league. I'm going to make a pretty penny. But what they don't tell you is that if you if Spurs do not win the league, it's not that you're out any money. It's that you have to take Harry Winks on load. Oh, wait a second. Like you personally. There, listen, this is an <laughs> ex, this is an ex post facto writer to the bet that I legally placed. You, I don't know. I don't you know. should have read the fine print. <laughs> I I was screwed over by this in the past. Just, just Steve, I love you. That they win. I love you. Uh, I love your commentary, and I love the spot enough. Screw it. Uh, Spurs win the league, or I will take the Wings jersey on loan for next season. Okay. Wow, listen to that. <laughs> one season, one season right, right. only. It's, it's an adult medium. Are you you still taking it? Yeah, adult like, uh, you know, you uh, know, he can wear it as a cape or something. I was gonna say, uh, thanks for the you know live streaming fat joke there. You know, <laughs> not at all, thanks, bro. Dave. I'm a, I'm a two X over here, man. I, I'll, yeah. I'll claim it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that bet. Just not doing it. Oh shit! Mike, I got a, I got a question for you, Mike. Um. Because the we've talked about the service to Richie piece before, and I saw I saw somebody comment on Twitter like, "Yeah, hey, Richie doesn't get the service, but boy, it's it's interesting that Sonny does." And it just made me think: Does this Ange system even fit the type of service that Richie requires in order to be a success? I'm not sure it does. What do you, What do you think on that? No, it does. It does. But I again. I can't stress enough that Sonny, I, I think I've said it a hundred times in my estimation, Sonny is not the guy, you know, who is going to beat a man one-on-one and cross a ball in. If he's going to beat a man one-on-one, if he, if he can, or if he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be the guy who's going to, who's going to blow by somebody into the box and, 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 and put in a finisher. You know, he's not, he's going to be the guy, like if he's going to deliver balls to somebody, um, he's going to deliver his balls into the Arsenal fans mouths. Now forget it. Um, you might have to edit <laughs> I'm that. I'm wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. No, no. There's a couple he's, edits we're going to make. He, on, he's on not one. the type of guy who plays, who plays on a wide out wing. He's a guy who blasts down the field. Um, he's a guy who will drive the ball into the corner and then, and then beat maybe one man or two men and take a shot from the outside. Um, he's a clinical finisher when he's in space, but I just don't think, I don't Listen, think if, he's that type of guy Pedro who will Poro, deliver crosses into, into Richie. If Pedro so, Poro and now Brennan Johnson are going to be delivering the kind of, you know, through balls that uh, Pedro delivered to Sonny this weekend, uh, if we can start doing that for Richie, Richie like Richie, look out, man. Richie can't get out and run. Richie can't get out in front and run. Richie, Richie's a Richie's a guy who, who, um, who can hold up in a bot in the box. I think Richie's Richie's a guy who, um, who needs to be a little bit creative in the box, but he's also a guy who actually can can control a who can control a cross into the box. That's the type of player he is, but. I don't think Sonny's the guy who can deliver that type of a ball to him. I well, think I think, I think is. Other I think than Big Mick, he's is, our biggest header threat as well. Yeah, so. like, I, I think if Richie's going to score 10 to 15 goals this year, I, I'd i say probably, I'd probably say 60% of them are going to be headers. 
you know, and, and it's going to be from, it's going to be from service from crosses, whether it's, whether it's Decky putting the ball back onto his left, left foot from, from the end line, or if it's going to be Parasich, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, I, unfortunately, I think Manor Solomon is probably going to get knocked down the, the ranks a little bit and may end up in, uh, in our U21 squad when, when Brennan Johnson comes in. Um, I, I, I don't think Manor Solomon is long for this, the Spurs team um, uh, as far as being a help in, in the, in the league. Um, he's just not good. He played, enough, a pretty, he played a decent game over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, I fucking Brian, Brian Hill played a decent game, a decent game last year too. The thing is, is he's just That's a rehash. A of Mike is coming off the top rope tonight. Are you guys he's just a rehash? For me, he's a rehash of Lucas Mora. He can probably develop. He can probably give you some Bro. very, very exciting, some very, very exciting play, but the dude dribbles with his head down. Right. He is looking to shoot first rather than, rather than pass. Um, and I, I mean, listen, the, I the I amount a of different a, game actually, I'm, the I'm, amount I'm, of applause that he got at Fulham, no, here, to differ with you uh, on that one. You know, he, he's a because well, the guy scored fucking the guy scored two goals in one game once. Like, wow. listen, I, I just don't trust the guy. I don't trust the guy. He, like I said, he dribbles with his head down. He doesn't look up. He's not going to be that guy who's going to consistently just because he had a good fucking game. Brian Hill had a couple of good games last year. At best, or I'm sorry, at worst, isn't he a serviceable backup for Brennan Johnson? Yeah, but then Richie is a serviceable backup, serviceable backup to Sonny. Yeah, but uh, the serviceable backer up to Brennan Johnson is going to be uh, Ivan Perisic. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, same same words. Is Perisic been on the block at all, or is is Perisic he's sticking around? Sticking around. I mean, this guy. This guy is a guy who who is going to be able to give you uh, veteran leadership. He's going to be able to put crosses in. He's going to be able to. He's going to be able to really, really just, really just kill it. His contract ends at the end of the season. That's fine, but he is he is the guy who's going to be able to stabilize. He's you need a veteran presence and a team this young to be able to stabilize a team. Gone in January. Parasich. Yeah. That might be, but Manor Solomon is not the second coming of of Jesus Christ because he had two assists. Why are you saying that? Because he's from Israel? Wait, what's that one about? Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, Dave, you win. You win. You win this one. Sorry, you win this you, round. No, we'll see. That one up, Mikey. You teed it up. We'll see. I mean, honestly, though, you need you need someone who is a, you know a confident passer, a confident dribbler in this system. I think that the fact that, you know, there are people who I thought actually would be better. I, I thought that we would see a revival in uh, a few more players who apparently did not make that cut. Um, you've already mentioned several. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a shame, but I, I don't know. Give it a season. I, uh, you know, tell you what, Mike, if he scores, uh, if Manor Solomon call, scores uh, eight goals or more uh, in you know, all competitions for the rest of the year. Can can that be like my rider on the Wings jersey that you have to take it instead of me? Actually, or? no, I think that should be assists, not goals. I think you should. Oh, okay. I think that's his play. I don't think he's a goal scorer. All right. Eight or more he assists. He is a goal scorer, in fact. I No, I don't think he is. That's why we team. brought him in. Not in this team. Scorer. He's not a goal scorer. He's, he's an assist guy. 
He's, uh, he's, a, he's a he's a worker. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> I think he's a rehash of Lucas Mora. Okay. So I that sounds like a yes to me on my little asterisk to uh, Steve's so. asterisk, right? All right. <laughs> we might have to right, I will, down I will, the details. Yeah. Yeah. I will buy a Manor Solomon jersey and get it signed mm. and get it signed. Get it there signed. you go. Fun fact. Uh, for, wait, that jersey for, for Brian or for you? I just want to be clear. What's that commitment? I'm going to find a way to get it signed. I know, I know a guy that he grew up with, so. Uh, this is true. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Steve, fun fact. Yeah. My fun fact, uh, just comparing Manor Solomon this season with Lucas Mora last season, oh, Manor Solomon already has man. twice as many uh, goal contributions by <laughs> simply by having two assists. Different coach. <laughs> Different system. Lucas Moore in 2021. Uh, let's see. His best season for us looks 20, like it was 1819, where he scored 10 goals. Do we think Manor Solomon beats Lucas Moore's best season in Never. goal contributions? Not Never. a chance. How about assists? What did he have on assists? Well, no, I'm talking goals and assists. 10 total. Okay. Uh, goal contributions? I'd say, yeah. I think he did. I don't know if you watched the first 30 minutes of Manor Solomon playing. I also watched the first I'll, I'll 30 minutes, minutes of. First three minutes of Decky playing a year and a half or two years ago when he joined us and he sucked and then he became a beloved player. So I, I yeah. think, uh, I think people can, can settle in. We'll see. We'll see. This should be a, a fun little side bet for the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. I, I feel, I feel that the, I feel like that I've Dave has. I feel like every time I look at the table, it's just, it's not even going to say premier league table to me. It's just going to be the Winks tracker. The Winks tracker. <laughs> Why does it always got to come back to Harry Winks? This is fucking weird, this thing that we do here. <laughs> Mike's, an old, Mike's an old salty dog tonight. Mike, what, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm not. You've been shitting on me since the second I got on this podcast. I, Brian, <laughs> in I'm my st- defense, I'm rushing around. I got, I just, I got a text message. We had a WhatsApp and it was like, hey, is Mike going to be able to be on? And Dave's going to be like, it's going to be some excuse about our, the union. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And, and and in fact, I was at my daughter's volleyball game, which is why uh, which is why I we couldn't do this till seven. And then and then as I'm logging on, I hear Dave say, "Oh, it's gonna be oh, you gotta hold on a minute for Mike's uh, technical issues." No, <laughs> he's been ragging this on me true. since. Before and, and then he didn't let this. two minutes go before uh, he's uh, incorrectly uh, trying to re rehash whose fault the goal was, Mickey or somebody yeah. else. No, no rehash necessary. We it's all, nobody's, all it's everybody's uh. fault. There were seven fucking dudes there and uh, and two attackers. Man, I am so I happy the that the Wiggins Burnley barbecue was like two weeks ago because I think I'd be uninvited at this point. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm a little concerned. No, he that. was the yeah. only person invited and it would be a, a, a ring set up in the backyard. The two of this, why, listen say. to this back and, and then everybody can decide. Who's been attacking who the entire time? I've been attacked. Yeah. Oh man! And Dave, just like Dave, Lucas Mora, Dave's, Dave's great attacked. at playing the victim, yeah. just like just like his corporate overlords. But it, <laughs> but it doesn't. Just like Lucas Mora, it doesn't matter about Mike's day to day performance because the entirety of his contributions, you know, it's coys, 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 coys. It's all about heart. And, it's all about the heart. So we're judging Mike by his social media is what you're what you're saying, Brian. Is that, oh, is we don't want to. No, not we're not comparing Lucas. <laughs> Do you see how big? Yeah, you see how big Steve's eyes got right there? <laughs> yeah. like, we're all very sensitive. Like, what is good enough that Mike has done that we can compare it to the uh, Champions League hat trick? I'll tell and, you a good you thing know. that Mike has done. I'll I'll, I'll go there. I, I got something. Go ahead, Steve. That <laughs> pork 
damn skippy from the barbecue oh yeah god damn that damn, alone damn oliver like, skippy that's what i'm talking about look look if 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 we're talking about <laughs> you know, that Trey didn't provide us with this weekend we're talking about you know santa claus <laughs> making his his naughty nice list that pork alone puts mike on the nice list i mean you could, i'm with you on that that is a slam dunk answer i'm with the you on that entire rest of the year just sin after sin after sin but because of that pork He's on the nice list. Here, here's another. Here's another. This this past weekend, uh, my wife and I were out just running around doing errands. And uh, Mike, I was wearing my lovely Wicked Spursy trucker cap that you hooked Steve mm. and yourself and I up with. And, and for some reason, I thought I'd shown it to Beth, but she hadn't seen it. She's like, where'd you get that? I said, Mike got it for Steve and I. And she said, that that's a that's a great hat. That looks fantastic. I love that hat. Mm. She said, can I try it on? Like, so props to the hat giver, Mike. And uh, and Mike, first on behalf of me, but second on behalf of all of our fans, I want to apologize for shitting on you today because <laughs> you are you are you are not deserving of a, a pile of turd to be dumped upon you. And uh, oh god! And, and uh, I love you, Michael. I absolutely <laughs> love you. So just let the record show that I said that for the internet, Brian. You heard it. Yeah, no, I did. The entire the entire what? internet. It's yeah. only because you're a diamond that you're getting it so rough. <laughs> oh, that's what she said <laughs> oh yes I, i'm just i'm just confused here um when did uh dave turn into this uh hippie liberal uh mr feel good over here that's right love you love because dave. i called him out on it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i don't apologize for, you know? for what dave said i apologize for everything i said but i'm not going to apologize for Dave, because I know that that's what he wants. He wants me to to come and, and join him in this. Let's let's all you know pretend that this was all happy, feely, good times. But no, <laughs> Wait, we do, know. Do we just automatically segue to the conspiracy theory? Because I'm uh, fucking perhaps. here for it. It's like that. It's closing. <laughs> Way to off. go! It's, it's, it's this weird combo. Let's yeah, do. Yeah. Let's do a. Can we do a closing <laughs> closing thoughts conspiracy theory? You, you can pull thoughts? the combo off. Let's hear sure. It. No, I mean it's all about Stevie. That's Stevie's. That's Shit! Stevie's all right, closing thoughts, conspiracy theory. Um, awesome. I Wait, to, hold on. Before Steve, I've got this great shirt. I it says, it. "I wish it was Friday." Oh, that's cool. Nice. Uh, Mike, let, let's note that uh, there are other pods out there that have picked up on the the uh, conspiracy theory uh, vibe. Right? We should just we should just say that for the sake of saying it. Oh, those Australians! They 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 think that they're the conspiracy the theory podcast. They said that in their last one. They did. Yeah, they did. They did. The, the 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 other guys who also uh, became Spursy after us, they're just a bit Spursy, but we're wicked just Spursy. Yeah. Wicked. I'd rather like, be wicked than just a bit. Conspiracy. I'll give you a closing thoughts conspiracy. Well, Dan, we love you, man. <laughs> uh, I I I don't think that uh, we've been talking to the real Dave. <laughs> but Barney, we're we're not so high on Barney. We 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 love Dan, this... but not Barney. <laughs> this entire show, we've been sitting here under the impression that our host, Dave, that's that's bounced with a Y over here, uh, has been our, our benevolent overlord, uh, making sure that we're all staying in our lanes, doing our thing, keeping the show running. But deep down, Dave has actually been replaced with some form of like NSA CIA mole uh, who has infiltrated the Wicked Spursy podcast to better understand the pro-union movement 
that is being perpetuated by co-host Mike over there to make sure that if another Jimmy Hoffa type pops up, that the U.S. government can take care of it before it becomes an issue. And the only way that they could do that is by learning the ins and outs of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and co-hosting a podcast with the rest of us insane animals just to keep up appearances. I'm on to you, not Dave. <laughs> well, listen, um, while I may be busted, my job is to keep an eye on Mike, Michael Trotsky over here and just kind of keep, keep a, a handle uh, on what the, what the organizing is looking like so that it can be effectively squashed when the time comes. Trotskovich. Trotskovich. Oh, I love it. You are, you are relatively accurate with that, Steve. Yeah. I thought so. I do, believe, I do believe uh, on play-by-play review, though, when you go back and listen, you're going to be like, yeah, he wasn't that tough on Mike tonight. This is just a normal mm-hmm. normal episode. That's just, that's just my take, but, you know. CAA, NSA, Dave, whoever you are, just, you mm-hmm. know, you just turn it, tone it down a little bit next time. And, you know, yeah. we totally buy that you are actual Dave. See, Absolutely. yeah, th- to- this Dave was in the uncanny valley of, you know, like he, he was a little too mean and then a little too nice and somehow, um, oh. That's, What's an, that? that's an uncanny valley glass for you there Brian. no kidding so you uh you hit a home run with that one yeah well well done uh, man the talk about being written in the stars huh bingo how about closing steve, thoughts from you brian what uh what's on your steve mind what do you think he did steve can yep. you hear us you still with us i think you went to get beer Possibly. <laughs> well speaking of being written in the stars you heard it here first folks spurs are winning the league and, and Brian's put money on it, so I have I put I put money and a goddamn Winx jersey on it. So if that doesn't make me serious, I don't know what does. Uh, but no, I, I'm really I'm looking forward to the season. Um, I know I've said it a thousand times, but like I'm I'm letting myself feel like this is fa- season one of uh, a pretty legendary redemption arc. I think for this whole club, I think, mm-hmm. and I don't hate me. But I got to, you know, you got to, you got to give credit to the guy who had responsibility for choosing the manager. He had final say the manager. And Harry Wakes. Chairman Levy uh, managed to like actually, I think, get the exact right guy. Of all the guys who were available in all of world football, I think he got the exact right guy. I felt great about Ange. It was a great hire. It it, uh, makes makes me um, come down from my, uh, you know, momentary levy out insanity of last season. Um, and I, um, you know, I think he owned a bunch of stuff in the off season. There's, there are some rumors to that, to that effect, but he finally got some things done. He got the, a, a really great amount of money for Harry Kane. He signed the right manager. He's committed capital to improving the team. I, I like every single one of our signings in the off season. I think, uh, this has been the best time to be a Tottenham Hotspur fan since uh, Pochettino got fired. Brian, do you, you even like Manor Solomon? That's the name. He I, said sorry, the name. I did it. I shouldn't have done it. I, I, done it. I do, I'm pro. Uh, I think I think when you th- think about these guys, everybody was saying, oh, where, where is he going to be when so-and-so uh, gets injured? It's like having a deep front when you're playing football like this is so important. Like you said, uh, big Ange athletic supporter up there, Dave. <laughs> Um, but think of this as this is the prelude to next season where we're competing in 
five competitions or something insane. So uh, we got to get it right. We got to get the right people. We got to get them all comfortable each other in different, you know, combinations. And I think that's what we're doing. But I like the moves. I feel good about it, including Manor Solomon. Like I will, I will vehemently disagree with you on that one. I think Brian, he's going to be Brian, an asset. Connecting to your thoughts, I think it was our friend Wendy. I saw a comment from him weeks ago, something to the effect of. Daniel Levy has been training for this off season for the past 20 years. You know, it's like, yeah, that's actually a really interesting like comment, that. you know, and, nicely yeah, done. I, I liked it. Mike, over to you. Closing thoughts. What do you got, buddy? Listen, uh, I hope I'm wrong about Manor Solomon. Um, I don't think, I still don't think I am. Um, and I know like there were, there were sections of the Spurs community that loved Lucas Mora. Um, I loved Lucas Mora for his contributions. Um, but he just ran himself out and like his his game got figured out really quickly. That shit can fly. That shit can fly in Brazil. That shit does fly in Brazil. That shit could fly in the French league when he was playing with PSG and being very, very uh um helpful to his club there. Um but you know, all that said, um I want to mention the fact that we still, as high as I am on the season right now, we still have to have a lot of fucking things go right. We're running, we have Sheffield United at home, right? Um, we have, then we have uh, uh, fucking Woolwich away, and then we have Liverpool at home. So we have two games that are going to tell the fucking tale, right? That will tell the tale of our season. So we just have to put things into perspective in order for Tottenham because of our squad depth issues, not in the front, but in the back. Um, we have to really temper expectations. We're really fucking excited and really fucking high on this team right now. And I think that as long as everything goes to plan, people aren't getting wildly injured doing stupid fucking shit on international duty. Thank God it's only the best player on our team right now. Um, <laughs> we have to get ourselves to and, and past AFCON, right? Um, and the, the two big games are coming up this month that we have to win. We have to win at least one of them. Because if, if, we, lose, if we lose both or even draw both, we're looking at uh, having to come come back from both of those both of those games because those are both top six teams right now right now right now I don't think I don't think Woolwich is really a, a, I think they're not the team that they were last year let's just put it that way um, I think last year anything can fucking happen they thought they were the fucking invincibles again um, any crazy shit can happen Lester could win the fucking league right that's the thing that's the crazy thing that could happen last year arsenal could win the fucking league uh so all that said um we just have to temper expectations we have to hope and pray that guys um like Adogi and 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 van de ven stay healthy because while we know that and Eve Basuma, whose name we have not mentioned today, but has been a revelation this season. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we do have we do have Benton Kerr coming back, who can who can play a role, um, uh, and, and can play that Basuma part. He can play that part. Um, 
that Papsar plays, I think maybe um, they want to still put Skippy there, but we know that big daddy can come in and be serviceable. I just don't know about Eric Dyer, especially when a guy like a 19 year old Ashley Phillips is put back there. Uh, no, it makes me nervous that we got rid of a guy with speed who, who has recovery pace. Um, when we have a center back that has proven so far to be uh, injury prone. Um, but all that said, still be optimistic Spurs fans, be optimistic because we are on the way up and, and this is just, this is just the beginning. We're going to bolster some shit in the, in, in the back end of this. We're going to, we're going to go out there. We're going to get another midfielder and we're going to get two center backs in the, uh, in the window in January. So we have, we have a lot to look forward to. And if this isn't the year that we make champions league, don't fucking worry about it. Don't fucking freak out because you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a Levy out guy, but I'm not a Levy in guy either. Um, I'm just a let's progress and move forward guy with or without the, with or without uh, Daniel Levy. I'm going to tell him he said that. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well put boys. Uh, we've, we've hit the end. We've, we've got almost 90 minutes. Can you believe that? It's wow, that's a, a it's a big one. Well, it was a big one. There's a lot to unwrap here. Well, it's unwrap, and we, you bring in Brian from Rhode Island, and there's a whole new set of thoughts. Who just won't for... shut the hell up? You know, <laughs> no, man. I mean, we we love having him on. Take take a break <laughs> so he can grab more wine. I mean, you know, it's all kinds of stuff like that. But hey, Brian's been great to have you. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for thanks. Love for you guys. On. Thank you. So it was a pleasure to watch this uh, last weekend with Poppy, and uh, we're, I can't wait to watch a, a match with you guys uh, in person coming up here soon. Very good. Very good. Gentlemen, as we close, Steve, what would you say? Quite, 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 Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Love that you added that, by the way. And Mike, how about you? Everybody, it's a crazy world out there. I just want you all to look up, not look down at the ball, and just be safe. And also, Tottenham Hotspur action. It's angetastic.